hoodie this neat. It's just black and white. It's like you either do this or you die. There's Vegas a... with a chick is the ultimate meeting. Game. You don't understand English. Juan Kenobi. Juan Kenobi. That's all I wrote. I'm not sure what what I was thinking. <laughs> but why are you talking about this? And you're like, because I'm bored. Prolific. <laughs> Welcome back to Pretty This Me. Yeah, <laughs> you bitches. Was that good enough for you, dude? No. Was it? No, I want you to redo it. I'm not going to redo I it. I want you to go back and edit it, all the old ones, too, and redo it. And make a universal intro for every single episode. Well, we already so have a universal intro. I can express to... myself. Did you ever go back in to a the way that first, makes me not sound like an idiot? Did you ever go back to like the first like six or seven that we didn't have the intro for and put the intro back on those? No. Those are just the rawest of yes. the raw. Yes, as raw as you can be. Ugh. They are the raw dogs of the show. I don't think I'll ever go back and listen to those unless it's like years from now. I might one day when I'm drunk or something and I'm feeling, feeling frisky. Real, real egotistical. Yeah. Self-centered. Mm-hmm. I just really need a boost. <laughs> really put myself out there. Those were the days, man. Really let people know, you know, we all have humble beginnings and I've certainly haven't forgotten mine. All right, dude. So we are back to get prolific. I'm sure you all are aware at this point. This is the 25th episode. Ooh, quarter, this is a quarter. Quarter century. We're at a quarter. Quarter of a hundred. A quarter of a hundred episodes. 25, dude. Yeah. That's commitment at the very least. Good job. If this podcast is anything, it's committed. What was our first one? Like November something? Um, yeah, something like so that. It was like seven months? Yeah. We've been chipping away, you know? We're, we're averaging all right, I would say, you know? About a half a year, about a half, you know, same amount of time in a half a year, weeks wise. So we're... I think we're right on track. Anyway, so let's jump into it, dude. All right. You have a take Do to begin. Take? I've got a funny dream to tell you about. This is a new angle. Yeah. All right. I, I wrote it down because I'm like, oh, I could tell this one and I think it would be kind of cool. Go Spe- for it. Speaking of, we were just talking about Kanye West producing Jay- Jay-Z and shit. This is a Jay-Z dream. Jay-Z is in my dream. Hmm. And he kind of sucks. Really? Yeah. Okay. So you know how you're like, you're in a city in a dream and it's like you know two or three cities you've been to before all kind of mixed into one but it somehow makes sense because it's a dream yeah but like it's also your second grade classroom you know just all. <laughs> so you look to the left and there's new york city and you look to the right and there's your desk in the classroom exactly i know, I know the feeling and you're like yeah whatever cool so i was like in like a taxi or a limo or an uber something like that that was taking me to some place but i was in like a new york london just like thing just you know some kind of fictional city and i was going but it was big enough to have like a couch in it you know somehow the car the car had like a couch in it we were just chilling hanging around on the way to some club that we were going to some girl started talking to me she's like really hot i was like oh man this is this is a cool dream like she's into me not just like you know ooh, i think you're hot you know like she's madly in love with you yeah yeah we're talking we're having a great conversation we get to the club, still going like strong. Jay Z comes out of nowhere, <laughs> like, walks, the, like in in real in real life, like yeah. Jay Z the person. Jay Z walks like music no, came over the speakers. No, no. Jay Z. Jay Z walks in, 
looks at the girl and like not even like you know enthusiastically just holds it like gr- puts his hand out grabs her and she just looks at me like sorry it's, but it's jay-z man yeah, like peace Mr. Girl. i was having a, i was having a great time but jay-z just grabbed my hand so bye yeah and he didn't even go that far away you know he went like he 15 like, feet away <laughs> just like his camera pans over like just a little bit and there you there he is and i'm still just like mouth agape like and six one feet of, away one of the dudes i was with was like kind of saw the whole thing go down mm-hmm. and was just like man like he was kind of starstruck by jay-z but also was just like man that kind of sucks like i feel for you dude so like he sees that I, like i'm just like trying to leave like you know i'm, I'm cashing my uh or i'm i'm cashing out at the you're bar, in Vegas. You know I mean? No, no, I was catching out the closing, bar, closing yeah, out my closing tab, and I'm just like, okay, I'm out of here. And uh, my buddy kind of sees, like, all right, yeah, man, let's go. And then he goes, you know what? He grabs a plate from somewhere, goes outside, and when we're outside, he just goes, hey, free, free, or a uh, secret show inside with Jay Z, five dollars each. So people just start putting five bucks like on this dude's plate, and he's like, yeah, yeah, line up right here. Jay Z's right inside. He's gonna do a secret show just in like half an hour. So he starts collecting like all these people's like $5 and I'm just grabbing money as I see it being handed. And we just kind of like stuff our pockets and get in the car immediately and drive away. (laughs) That's kind of sinister, dude. This is not, this doesn't sound like a dream. It sounds like a nightmare. No, it's not. No, it sounds like me getting revenge on, on something, on a celebrity stealing my girl. (laughs) So your revenge on Jay-Z was taking a bunch of people's money. (laughs) And just bouncing. Pretty much. I'll yeah. teach him. I'll teach you, Jay Z. <laughs> I know they're gonna take it up with Jay Z. Dude, I never remember my dreams in that deep a context. It and I fun. feel like they're always so literal. Like I'll realize in a dream I'm just playing football in the backyard with a bunch of people that I went to school with. Like and then I'll wake up and be like, Did I dream that or did that really happen? <laughs> You're just remembering Yeah, stuff. exactly. That's what it feels like. I'm just having memories in my fucking dreams. <laughs> I don't dream anything fantastic. It's just something that happened, you know, no, and I was fond of. Every now and then I have a really cool, like, narrative going on in one of my dreams. Dude, me never. I never have. Like, even this morning, I was supposed to go to work Detailed, at, deep dreams. I was like, supposed to go to work at 4 a.m., but, um, uh, um... I wasn't even scheduled. So like the day before, she was like, can you come at 4 a.m.? I was like, yeah, sure, that'll be fine. And I just underestimated how fucking tired I was and overestimated how, like, quickly i can pop out of bed and at first she was like 5 30 and i was like well what's the earliest i can come in i, I don't mind and she's like well i'll be here at four i'm like yeah that sounds good i'll come in so I wake, good. I wake up at 3 30 and i'm like is that 5 30 offer still on the table <laughs> so she allows me to come in at 5 30 and i go back to sleep and in that 45 minutes like i'm asleep from like 4 15 yeah you're in your like your rem sleep like right o'clock. when you fell asleep you know i hit a hard dream where i wake up and uh, this kind of goes into another take, but I wake up in my dream and uh, for some reason, like I go get coffee first and then I run into some random adventure and I look up and I'm kind of stuck and my phone's broken and it's like 7 a.m. and I have no way to like contact my manager. And those are one of those stress dreams where you don't where so much is happening that you don't think like, man, this doesn't make much sense. You know what I mean? You're just going with it. So you it it all makes sense just like the two or three cities in your mind can meld into one fictional city you can convince yourself of these things and i guess maybe you don't because you don't remember your I'm, I'm staring at you right now like i'm like like listening to somebody singing a different language like i'm just like what is 
<laughs> but anyway, so you've never had a dream where you live. I like, can't say never. I think what happened where you live out half your day, basically, like and not then you, that I can remember. That's the thing is I don't. I may have these dreams. I just don't ever remember having them. But anyway, sometimes yeah. you can have a dream where you live. I might out your remember day. the last four seconds of a dream. <laughs> what whatever I just woke up from. Whoa, was I getting my dick sucked there? Like that. I might remember that, but that's about it. The context is completely gone okay so I mean, i'm not talking to you apparently yeah i i don't understand <laughs> but there's this weird phenomenon where you dream up until about like noon or something that day and then when you wake up you realize fuck none of that actually happened and if it's mm-hmm. bad you're like oh thank god none of that actually happened but yeah. if it was like normal or mm-hmm. good or just even like neutral you were just like damn now i have to like relive my actual morning and hmm. i just that's interesting feel like i wasted half a day and it's weird. Or like, did I fuck up at work that bad? Like, <laughs> and, and there's a good like oh, five good. seconds where you, where it kind of all readjusts, and you're yeah, like, wait yeah. a minute, what? Got to do a checklist of what's yeah. reality. Oh, yeah. my life's what actually. What time kind of, is it? Like, my, my life's actually more boring than it's. Yeah, thank a, God. a bunch of stuff happened to me before seven a.m. That I was yeah. just like, man, this has never happened. Okay, before. that shit has happened before though, where I've woken up in a start. Like, did I fuck that up? Oh shit! Oh fuck! And then I realized how many. Okay, oh, okay. We I'm both been out of college for three years, and we both had a amount of like super stressful college. I think I know what you're about to ask. We're about to we we been out of like super stressful homework based stuff really since, committed shit since about junior year of high school really right I mean, by senior year we didn't give a shit our college degrees were somewhat easier relative for us to get than i'm sure most people had to go, go through right um we just so, we had to just be full of shit all the time so it's been a good like 10 or 11 years yeah, since no we had about stressful ass times in school mm-hmm. how many times still to this day do you wake up thinking you've been in a math class all semester that you haven't gone to once and your finals today i like that you brought this up because again <laughs> this is something that's completely alien to me really yeah what, i've what did never you think had I was a dream say? i you i knew i was like my thought was you were going to ask me how many times have you woken up thinking like you're you're late for your final for yeah. a class you just haven't been to yeah yeah like and a lot of people have these dreams and stress, i hear people telling stress them stress homework dreams stress school dreams and never you still had them about school never <laughs> ever had them about school even when, you were in them? even when you were in them yeah mm-hmm. you would wake up because I, I you know what i was <laughs> i was honest reality. with myself like if i didn't like a class i just would not participate i just would not do homework i just would sit there and you see i mean we we're in that economics class together you see what how bad it can get oh, i legit God. would just read or play game boy or do whatever i could to occupy myself for the hour that i was required to be in a class like that but i was pretty honest with myself i knew that the results weren't going to be great and i was probably going to be struggling come final time you know what i mean so if i got woke up late for my final it was in a class true. that i was going to get a d in it was something you were used to <laughs> yeah i knew damn well going in you know I knew damn well going in where I stood, you know? I've never woken up for a class that I've liked and been doing okay and been like, oh shit, the final! Like, that only happened, that actually happened in real life with classes, except it was like, ah, I knew. If I had a dream that I missed the final, I was like, well, I wasn't going to get a good grade anyway. That did happen once. At about 11.30, like, we start blazing, and at about 12.15, I'm like, hey man, uh... So, like, when did you get that paper done? You were like, oh, shit, I didn't go to turn it in. We had to, like, one to turn it in. I feel like that's probably the only time that might have happened to you. Yeah. I, <laughs> dude, the, 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 the closer we got to the end, same as, same as the way I approached actually doing the work. Like, by, like, our last semester of, of college, like, the hard philosophy classes. Because my last semester was basically, like, a, 
those 300 level, uh, you know, uh, extracurricular courses, not like, like extracurricular, but like anthropology yeah. and stuff you were just like required to take. Uh, so like, I didn't really ever care about those anyways, but like our last like philosophy classes, I swear if we had a paper due in three weeks, it was getting written the morning of yep. like seven pages or something. Yep. Like I was going to write it the morning. I got so bad at the very end. I like, somehow would fall. Yeah. Fall asleep around eight or nine, knowing I was going to wake up at two 30 in a fit yeah. of like, now I got to write this shit. Oh, shit. Now I got to write this fucking paper. Like, or I'm not going to bed tonight because I have to write this fucking paper. Let's do it eight in the morning. That happened a lot. Yeah. Those are two. Those weren't really takes, but. No. All right. Sorry. I'll give you a pass, though. All right. I got a few things for you, at least as far as takes go, because today was a slow news day. Yeah. For me, at least. I could not find anything of interest. So I still I was, haven't been on Twitter. I like was really weeks. partying hard trying to find shit to fucking talk about. But I did come across some interesting things. Today in history, 10 years ago, iPhone was released. Oh, yeah. Right? And it's crazy to look at how far that's come. Oh, I, I think I know where you're going with this because I heard it two other times. 17 years ago today, oh, never mind. Diablo 2 was released. <laughs> nice. So literally like the greatest game I've ever played and invested time into is 17 years old. And I think still stands up today. Like if you it were would. to play that it alongside would. some other games today, like Even if it you would had stand the up. The same graphics. It, yeah, it, it, the it, exact it. same graphics would probably make it more fun. Yeah. Uh, and then... 19 years ago today i don't know if you ever watched wrestling as a kid yeah uh i did do you remember the undertaker mankind hell in a cell match i believe so where undertaker throws mankind like off that cage the 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 hell in the cell cage through a table from like 16 feet in the air i remember watching that as a kid and just like being traumatized i was like he almost died these men are killing each other (laughs) like and they're just he actually has and then and then later didn't he throw him through the cage onto a bed of nails essentially Uh or like he had like a club with barbed wire wrapped around it or something some shit like i was like wow this is graphic like uh that Mankind happened retired after that uh-huh. <laughs> there's nine that's 19 years ago that happened 19 fucking years ago oh, i think man. the undertaker's still wrestling he is oh my god he started and uh, he started at, obviously like as an undertaker which mm-hmm. was like this big gothic thing and then he somehow he just became like, like a motorcycle right mo- motorcycle riding like he, he was rebel the, he like was the bandit. american badass yeah. that's what the undertaker became the mm-hmm. american badass yeah no he started out as like a legit like grave like and he, you know and he, and he came like, out to the that limp biscuit song <laughs> at the very end yeah he was just rocking hard but well not I, the very end since he's still fucking wrestling but dude he was old when that match yeah. happened like the, i was afraid of the undertaker since i was a little kid because he's to come out playing like the dong, like like you know scary like bells and he had this guy with him called Paul Bear who was supposed to be the Paul Bear because Undertaker was supposed to be like a an, uh, an undead spirit like yeah. that's his character yeah. it's like what it's based on he was a, he was a ditch digger pretty, like pretty much like, yeah but he was like a ghoul zombie yeah. and uh, the Paul Bear carried the urn with his ashes around in it and I was so frightened of this guy because he was a short little fat man and he had this high pitched voice and he'd do like the Paul Bear though the Undertaker's like six seven feet tall no yeah, yeah. but no but he walked out with this little yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. Paul Bear, yeah. who was supposed to be the Paul Bear. But uh, that happened 19 years ago today. He was old then, and that was a tr- that was a crazy thing to look at because I remember being a kid and being traumatized by that. But then I also came across this thing today, and I'm sure you might have seen this a few days ago. Uh, did you see that Bill Belichick photo shoot that he did with his wife? No, you haven't seen it, dude. No. Yes, please go look at these tweets. Oh my god. So Bill Beck, Bill Belichick did this photo shoot of him supposed to be like his softer side, like with him and his wife and, you know, trying to be all cute. Right, man. I want you to look at this man's face and ask yourself, is this what the pinnacle of success in somebody's career uh, looks like? When you look at this man's face in these photos, dude, <laughs> keep going. So then people on Twitter started taking it to another level and putting like logos 
on one of these photos of him. He's got the same face and everything, except for when he's smiling and it looks like he just smelled a fart. Like, ooh. But this gross. is what this is what it looks like when you're so good at what you do, you don't have to smile anymore. Yeah, do your job. Do your job. <laughs> that was their slogan for the year, like last year, wasn't it? Well, it was, yeah, do your job is, he, they made a documentary about the Patriots and his yeah. name was do your job. Do your job. And uh, at their uh, Super Bowl championship Did you see parade? the one with the Cialis logo? No. Keep going, dude. Uh, no, I didn't see, I mean, they, they stopped. Oh, really? That. You have to find the Bill Belichick Cialis logo commercial because it's like him and his wife laying together in like a, on like a, the bed of a truck, like this total like Cialis commercial vibe and somebody put the logo of Cialis on it. <laughs> Oh man, I was dying. It was hilarious. Yeah, see, I would have to re-download yeah. Twitter to truly find that. So my take on that was like, if you want to know what success looks like at the <laughs> pinnacle of one's respective career field, go look at this photo shoot and tell me that I'm wrong, because it, that is what achievement looks like. Well, it was great because at the at their Super Bowl uh, rally, like the yeah. party thing, he he started a chant, um, "No days off." And no days off. He was starting a chant that didn't really catch much steam. It's not like a bunch of people started. Because I can I, imagine. Because I think, yeah, first of all, it was lame. And I think a lot of people realized, wait, I took the day off work to come to this thing. <laughs> like their, their parade was on like a Tuesday. It was a big ironic like fucking <laughs> I'm not sure if he, was troll- if he was trolling them or what. That's really funny. <laughs> but looking at that led me to stumble across a trailer for the new Jumanji movie. Oh, I've heard about it. it the Rock's in it, right? Yeah. And yeah. Jack Black. Oh, and wow. two other people that I don't remember. So it's just gonna be like King, it looks terrible. King Kong meets everything. Meets the scorpion. The, the Rock has ever done. Yeah, yeah. It looks awful, but I'm gonna go see it. <laughs> no, I'm not actually. Yeah. When was the last time you went to a movie? Uh, like, what did I see? Probably Star Wars. Something Star Get Wars out. related. I, no, I think Get Out was still the last movie I saw. I was worried. I like got off my ass to go see that. Did you see Wonder Woman? You never saw Wonder. Woman? No, it looked good. I wanted to see it. Was it good? Really good. It looked really good. Really I was good. like, they did a really good job of this. I was like, how long is it going to take them before they make like a, a female superhero movie that doesn't suck? You know what I mean? Really like, good. and I was like, oh, this one looks like it could be good. Um, so then in all of that searching, finally, in my haste to figure out who's died this year and how to rank them, oh, yeah. the last thing I came across was I saw this thing released on a new edition of Monopoly, which is Super Mario themed. And mm. I thought that that was pretty sweet. Yeah. So I just wanted to ask you, what Monopoly do you think they should make next? Uh, I think Pokemon Monopoly would be pretty cool. I'm pretty sure they have a Pokemon Monopoly. I'm pretty sure I had Pokemon Monopoly when well, I was younger. Shit. Um... Pokemon, or uh, sorry, not, not the next Pokemon, the next Monopoly. Yeah. Millennial, millennial and Monopoly. Millennial, like, it was just, a, there's one piece is an iPhone, another piece is fucking is Beats al- headphones. Avocado toast. Avocado toast. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. A participation trophy. <laughs> all right, dude, so our takes were weak, and that's admitted, but we're going to move it's on. Just, it's mainly also just, like, a slight tip. It's something we don't have a full, like, segment to talk about on it. It's just yeah, that we give this segment 20 minutes just to shoot the shit, get warmed up, you know, that's kind of what it is. All right, so, obviously, uh, the Death Watch has grown since basically since every time we talk about it and I wanted to cover one thing so there was a death that happened I think the day we did our last recording that we hadn't heard about yet really uh huh and that is Prodigy from Mob Deep hmm right iconic hip hop duo back in the early 90s but like how many Mob Deep songs can you name I know that one album the infamous what songs are on it (laughs) uh you caught me stuck here now. This is, this is like when people say De La Soul is amazing. And it's like, okay, what songs do they have? The and you can name like one. <laughs> and uh, Scared Shook. And uh, I got two there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, they had some good songs or at least one good album. But, you know, 
that's they were a big part of that whole uh about hit him up like there's a line in that song from uh tupac about both of them but uh yeah that happened but anyway who uh did you happen to make your list are they like ivy league uh educated dudes who mom deep, deep? Yeah. i don't know i, I have I a feeling so. yeah I, I i think it was i doubt like it they're that. from like fucking no i think it's a kind of one of those guys has like a fucking master's degree yeah i doubt it keep going though um so did you happen to make your list for your rankings yes though? i did all right you want to hear mine first? Yeah, go for yeah, it? no, go for it. All right, so I took it upon myself to rank the most significant deaths for me, at least I feel like this year, and I put uh, Charlie Murphy at number one because of oh, Chappelle's show. Oh, start at five, start at five. Oh, you want me to start? Okay, yeah, well, that's on. my number one pick. I spoiled it. No gain, spoilers. Gain, right. gain some momentum. Number five, I had to do some like tough thinking about this one because I was really like, who has had not only a significant impact on my life, but you know, objective, like success too. Like, you know what I mean? And, uh, unfortunately when we mentioned it on the show last time, I had mentioned that there would be one person who would not be making the list again. Uh, while she did move down, she hung on there. So taking the number five spot is Mary Tyler Moore. You're still, you're still holding on. You know, I looked at the list. I looked at it long and hard and I was just like, who has been really, you know, at least for me personally, impactful like she's personally more important than a lot of these people that have died for you know, me. and that's good because i don't have any women on my top five so at least hey. i got one hey man <laughs> I, I'm, I'm 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 fair i'll pick them fair good job all right the number taking up the number four spot was uh the late great adam west yep. uh because most of the exposure i have from adam west is from family guy and that's pretty much a that's a pretty serious dose for someone who wasn't around to watch the original Batman TV series. Uh, I feel you like, watched it though, didn't you? Did you I've seen like clips on then? YouTube of him doing. It looks ridiculous. You never saw it like no. on TV when you were a kid. I never watched Ooh. it. Yeah, I never did. I might have seen it like flipping through channels, but I never stopped. I think, watching I think before I ever saw the Michael Keaton Batman yeah, movies, you I saw, saw that, that show. Yeah. That's cool. But yeah, I just never saw it. So for me, Adam West is still more significant than a lot of other people on that list because while I know who they are, I don't really know what they've done. And Adam West is great on Family Guy as Mayor Adam West, or he was. Um, so that's why he hung up there at number four. Number three, I went with Chuck Berry, and despite not knowing a whole bunch of Chuck Berry music, uh, I did like I did like to play guitar a lot at one point. I still kind of do every now and then. And Chuck Berry was a uh, a pioneer of rock and roll, so to speak, and made guitar playing what it is today. So I got to tip my hat to the guy and give him the number three spot. You know, despite not being a huge Chuck Berry music fan wise, not that I'm not. A fan. It's just I don't know a whole shit ton of Chuck Berry songs, but it's from the fifties and sixties. If you ever heard any rock and roll song like with a dun 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 dun, you know that's every Chuck Berry song basically. Yeah, Chuck Berry, yep, yeah, that's Chuck Berry and Little Richard. They pretty much wrote the book. You know what I mean? Um, taking the number two spot, I had to give it up to Chris Cornell as a Soundgarden and a Audio Slave were actually bands that I listened to, you know, a lot. Maybe not enjoying one more than the other so i probably like soundgarden well i probably like audio slave more than soundgarden to be quite honest with you uh but yeah he took the number two spot because uh it just reminds me of uh the 90s and that music phase and uh stone temple pilots and pearl jam and all that shit despite whether or not you think it sucks uh it is popular at least so you've you've had to have heard something of them at one point or another and then the number one spot, I got to give it up to Charlie Murphy uh, because he is hilarious. <laughs> Spoiler. Um, and uh, 
Yeah, serious spoiler alert. I just had to give it to you early to keep you pacified, you know? Uh, you better not leave. He's Charlie hilarious. Murphy, Those Chappelle shows. The, the Chappelle show is, I think, the greatest television show of all time, like, without question. That's the, my number one favorite show. Uh, he was great in Chappelle's show. Those two skits that he did, the uh, Prince and the Rick James skits, holy shit. To this, to this day, they're still fucking outrageously funny. And, uh, dude, that's that's my number one. I just got to give it to him. Those 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 things were so funny. I never shared so many laughs with so many other people about the same thing as I have, like, with that Rick James fucking Chappelle skit and the Prince Chappelle skit. Like, pretty much everybody you know knows the Rick James bitch, at least, or, you know. It, it, it was, what, our freshman and sophomore year in high school. When those, those shit, when, well, those, those two were, main yeah. Seasons. Yeah, those two main seasons And then by the time out. the Lost episodes came out, we were seniors, and we were, like, kind of reminisced even then. Like, oh, man, yeah. the Chappelle show was fucking I remember great. we used to come back. I think Chappelle used to be on, what, Monday nights? I can't remember, but and yeah. Whenever, whenever it was on, we'd come back to school the next day. And, and it, just, was, uh, it was this around the same time that Family yeah. Guy got its resurgence. So it was twi- so, yeah. twice a week was Family Guy quotes and yeah. Chappelle and show quotes. And then they started showing fucking Family Guy on Adult Swim at night. So it was just like, you got to watch it every single yeah. night. And it was just a fucking dream come true. And then she started getting into Futurama and all those other crazy shows they used to play Aqua Teen Hunger Force and what else did they have? They had a lot of great shit that was fucking hilarious at the time. And I'm pretty sure it was they like... They still play King of the Hill on there, too. That's a good show, though. Yeah. That was a really funny show. So, uh, yeah, that's my top five. My wild card pick is still Margot Robbie. I'm hoping for, uh, you know, lightning to strike and uh, shake some things up soon. You know what I mean? Uh, Betty White's obviously the unsaid wild card. She's not really a wild card because it's like she's going to bite the dust. I mean, it's going to happen sooner or later. And I mean, like, sooner or later within the next, like, six weeks. Yeah. I'm making a bold statement here. Whatever. I'm done fighting you on that. Yeah. She's got to go, man. I I realize when I was listening back to old episodes, I don't actually care. You do care. No. You're just fighting me on Betty White because you're mad you didn't say it first. Maybe. Yeah. It's a good one. You know, if Betty White died, a lot of people would be upset. I jumped on the Stan Lee bucket early. and uh, Okay. Do you know who the Watchers are? In, the, wa- uh, the comic books? In, uh, in, in, in Marvel Universe. Uh, not really. They're, it's mainly just one dude sent in to watch this sector of uh, the universe. But, like, there's a whole race of them. Not like Galactus? No. No, because they're uh, totally... Um, uh, they don't. Sentient? Yes, they're 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 omniscient. Like yeah. they're all powerful. They're all knowing. They're all seen. Uh-huh. But they their entire creed is that they only watch. Huh. So the entire uh, kind of premise of being able to see all these different parts of, of Marvel Universe is because there's different realms. There's right? the Watcher watching yeah. this, and 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 they swear oh. to not. Um, uh, interfere you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah. so, so that they're only supposed to report back they're basically the scholars of the universe that's awesome and so all these stories you're seeing in comic books are from the watcher's eyes that's uh, cool who's okay so it's a so people have always kind of like wondered where that's from apparently there's a theory that it might just be like Stanley wanted to put himself in the comics and he created the watchers to be like that's me like i'm the creator and i'm also like the like a metaphor for him yeah just because he's just, creating and he's also watching these things play out and getting a kick out of it so um so in the in the guardians of the galaxy movie the new one mm-hmm. um they're flying through like in order to get to some place they have these uh uh um like dimensional jumps you know what i mean yeah so so to get to really far places they have to jump like 50 times so it's kind of like an episode of family guy or any futurama any kind of show where you jump to a bunch of different realities and a bunch of different worlds for about three seconds so you get to see little glimpses of stuff 
And at one of the points when they jump to it, uh, Stan Lee is with the Watchers telling mm. them a story. And he's like, and that's when I said. Oh, dude, that was in fucking uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. That's what I'm just saying. Oh, I thought you meant like in comic book lore. No, like, no, I'm saying just the things ju- from Guardians of the yes, Galaxy Yes, I'm explaining 2? from the movie. Oh, shit. So there's a theory that, uh, that Stan Lee is... In the in the in the cinematic universe, uh-huh. that he is uh, a leader or whatever. He's a being of the Watchers, uh-huh. and that's why he's in every single Marvel movie huh. because they just insert him in there so he, so he, he can, can report. He can be a, a part of it. Yeah. He's a little fucking spy. That's because cool. they, they make him a general. They make him a janitor. They make him like all these different little bits. Just some cameos. Old guy, yeah. Like, yeah, that's awesome. That's dope. That's hilarious. I didn't really ever. I mean, I knew. I've, all of a sudden, I realized you were talking about the things that he, at the very end of the movie in the credits or whatever when he's just sitting there. And I was like, oh, where'd he get stranded? Like, he got all fucked up too. And, and he's talking to the Watchers because yeah. they got giant heads and shit. Uh-huh. Anyway, that's dope. All my right. Death Watch. Let's do it. Top five. Right. Honorable mention to Chris Cornell, but I didn't actually put him on here. Fair. But, uh, I mean,. Who are the three like grunge bands of the early nineties? Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Nir- oh, Nirvana, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, and Soundgarden. So like yeah, or, one of them, yeah. one of them's dead, mm-hmm. Eddie, and the other one's Eddie Vedder. And now like, and I mean, he's he, the Soundgarden's definitely the lesser, the least of the three. But like, yeah, he's one of the three main, you know, beginnings of grunge. He's like on the Mount Rushmore of grunge, and now he's gone, which is kind of like a big deal. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I mean that, that that's enough for an honorable. They mention. like changed the way music five. was fucking like perceived like and i know. was a big fan of audio slave i, I yeah. look back now and realize it was more poppy and rock like you know just dad rock king like, rock rock you yeah. know rather than you know anything truly profound or mm-hmm. anything like i honestly thought they were uh like at first i liked them and then i'm like wait is this a christian band and then i found out no it's not a christian band no <laughs> for some reason I, for some reason during well, some it's of basically the, just rage against the machine with chris cornell yeah but during just the lyrics to some of the songs it had me thinking like wait a minute is this and before you could just google you know is audio slave a christian rock band i had like weird theories about it and then i realized wait no they're not you're just all. being dumb <laughs> yeah. that's anyway weird so number five all right roger moore okay Which, let's hear it which okay is number five because I don't really uh, yeah like I'm I'm not the biggest fan of Bond movies like I like the idea of Bond but like there's just so many they're and all the same and, and they're and, not all great in like, the sixties seventies and eighties like it was hard to make an action movie at uh, anyway because you don't have like the greatest the budget s- stunt or, technology yeah. and if you ever notice when you watch like old Sean Connery or Roger Moore uh, James Bond movies there's no sound like there's no like uh, ambient noise but no 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 there's nothing but ambient noise there's no uh, uh like pumping music or like ominous music or like it doesn't set the mood because I, I feel like anytime I think of one of those classic Bond movies I think of dudes in suits walking across concrete and just clip clop clip clop because they're in really nice shoes and that's all you yeah. can hear when they're walking you can hear like the swishing of their hands moving against their pants and their shoes walking it's and just like Indiana Jones without the caves, like that's without that's the running and the. And, but even much. Indiana Jones, well, he had, does a lot of that shit too. Indiana though. Jones had John Williams in it. Yeah, well, John, the soundtrack was. That's what I mean. Epic. Yeah. So that's that's what kind of keeps you excited. Whereas these movies, they're all just a bunch of espionage and spying, and it's just like, man, this is kind of like dragging some on. Some are bit. dope though. Like some of the later ones have been pretty sick. 
Okay, this is a quick story. Apparently, some guy that I was listening to told a story about another guy he knew. This, listening to you? This TV, yeah, on, you know, the radio. Or oh, something. yeah. So he knew a TV producer. When this TV producer was six years old, he was in an airport, and he saw Roger Moore from afar. And he's like, Dad, Dad, that's James Bond. So he went to, the the dad went to go get Roger Moore's autograph, and he came back, and the kid was like, Roger Moore? Who's Roger Moore? Like, I wanted James Bond's autograph. So the dad went back up to Roger Moore with the kid, and... Um, Roger Moore pulled the kid aside. He goes, he looks around. I had to make sure. Okay, so the the, the villain, the villain that is based off of Dr. Evil. Yeah. His, name, his name's Blo- Blofeld oh, in Blofeld? the actual, uh, like. Canon. In, in, in the Bond movies. Yeah. Like the, the character that is spoofing off of in uh, in Austin Powers as Dr. Evil. His name's Blofeld. So Roger Moore looks left and right and then whispers to the kid. I had to put my alias down just in case I have any Blofeld's, Blofeld's agents were around. So the kid was like, oh, yeah, awesome. So then 40 years later, this guy's a, like a TV producer and he's just working on some show and uh, like he's still a nothing producer. So he's and he happens to in this spot. I don't know if he's like filming a commercial or something. Roger Moore is there as like a guest appearance. So he shakes hands with everybody and he's like, hey, you probably don't remember me, but you signed something for me back when I was six in an airport. And the guy was like, ah, and Roger Moore's just like, yeah, cool, man. Thanks. And then later as he's leaving, he passes the TV producer, looks around again and goes, hey, I just had to make sure none of those cameramen were uh, Blowfield's agents, but I totally remember you. And he walks away. That's dope. So that whole story made me go, man, Roger, Roger Moore's fucking awesome. He's a solid dude. Yeah. That's, that's so dope. number five, Roger Moore. All right. Number four, Chuck Berry. Okay. You be, I'm not going to say a whole bunch of shit that you said because you were right about all of it. He pretty much started like modern rock and roll or like a lot of, I mean, he didn't start it, but a lot of things yeah. that. A lot of what is dope about guitar playing. is Was created mainly by him. Mm-hmm. And even like dancing around and doing crazy shit yeah, on stage. Showmanship, while, yeah, showmanship. Yeah, And uh, the first song that was playing when I touched down in Amsterdam before I lived there for, uh, you know, almost a year. Um was called Back in the USA, and it was by Chuck Berry, and the things he's talking about are touching down on an airport in America. So he's telling, he's singing about St. Louis in New York, and I just yeah. touched down in Amsterdam, I'm like, wow, what a weird song to come on right now. Right? Anyway, <laughs> number three, I had to go with Charlie Murphy. As much as I wanted wow. to put him number one, he's number three. I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yes. One of the best shows of all time. Um, and the fact that like the amazingness of the uh, Rick James and Prince stories is they're so centered also around Charlie Murphy, right? You know, like Charlie Murphy. There's so many I mean, part. Like, there's so many quotes that include Charlie Murphy in it, like <laughs> that verify that this is yes a real story that happened. Like maybe it's embellished what am I supposed a little to do? bit. But what am I supposed to do by my legs? Do by my legs, Charlie Murphy. <laughs> they should have so, never gave you money. <laughs> so, I just like the fact that. You know, he's a part of those stories. And, oh, and my favorite part of uh, those non-two, my favorite Charlie Murphy moment besides those two things are uh, the real, real world. Correction. <laughs> I had sex with Katie, too. <laughs> the real, real world. <laughs> I ain't have sex with Katie. Lysol had sex with Katie. <laughs> no, you had sex with me, too. Um, so, number two is kind of cheating. Because Greg Allman and Butch Trucks both died in 2017, and they were both in the Allman Brothers. So it's really just like the death of the Allman Brothers as we know it. And I've told you before how I've been to like four of their shows in four right. different states and how my uncle was friends with the drummer. And mm-hmm. Greg Allman is, you know, 
one of the Allman Brothers, the only surviving Allman Brother. Since the, the other Allman Brother. Since, since the early 70s. So that was kind of tough. And a lot of people, I I feel like it was kind of like the old white guy thing to do. I've heard a lot of people go, man, I've been listening to the Allman Brothers lately because I really missed them. And I'm like, man, really? did, you, did you ever really like listen to the Allman Brothers? Like, come on. Oh, man, they were a jam band. Jam I, bands get hard to listen to. They do. I feel like a lot of people just became convenient Allman Brothers fans because they were like, oh, they're still doing stuff. Damn. Oh, and they died now? Oh, yeah, we'll go back. Like, like when people say they really like the Eagles. Do you really like the Eagles? No. Yeah. And Adam West is number one. Solid. Because Batman and the fact that he was like, he got a second career as Mayor Adam West for like a good 15 years on TV. Yeah, like I, you know, like you just didn't think about it the first time you heard him. I didn't even know who he was the first time I heard and him, I'm right? a man who loves his taffy. I, I was shocked when I found out that because of that show, Adam West was actually a real person. Like, I was like, wait a He's minute. He's so wacky and zany that they essentially just made a, a character based on a real person. <laughs> like, that's... I, I feel like it's probably more, like accurate than you would imagine Dude, he's just hilarious on that show. On that he's show. just so bizarre and strange on that show but it's funny just because like i mean especially in the early uh -huh. seasons he was doing like he would barrel roll and jump out of his window and stuff and adam west is 88 years old when, yeah. when he died so yeah. like this is like a 70 year old man doing all imagining doing all imagine these crazy doing things all this shit <laughs> The one where he tries to like send Peter down the trap door and he's sorry, they haven't installed my fat malcontent door yet. <laughs> so he kicks him down. <laughs> so yeah, that's my that's my five. All right. Sorry, Mary Tyler Moore. The only thing I know about you is that you have my name in your name somewhere. So your name is a girl's name? No. Who's the wild card? We I know who it is, but that's, you gotta say it. It's Bono. Because a lot of people are gonna be upset, dude. Alright. I feel like a lot of people will be. We move on from Death Watch. Do you have anything yeah i was gonna talk about time travel mm, well i think i want to save that for I'm, what i'm not sure i want to get that deep you don't want to get that deep it's a really simple question all right just ask it it's then. a simple part of time travel all right and it's kind of a two-part question okay. first of all what do you believe in what do you mean do you believe in as i like to differentiate back to the future time travel Oof. or harry potter time travel where it's a one in Harry Potter time travel, it's one continuous loop. You go back in time to do stuff that you already did. I in order to I make believe what happened back happen. to the future or back to the future time, time travel. travel, where you go back, you change it, you go back to the present, and you're like, oh shit, I fucked shit up, and you have to go back again to change it to make it all right again. Like, do you think time can be fixed, or do you think time is fixed and is? I guess time is fixed. Un, that's what I believe. Unchangeable. So that's the Harry yeah. Potter one uh -huh. where you have to go back in time and do and the stuff. Not like destiny, so to speak, but like whatever happened, happened. And, they were like, know. oh, how, somehow Buckbeak got saved. Yeah. yeah, because we saved him. And now we yeah. have to do it because we already did it. Everything that. Well, I guess at one point I did kind of have like an interesting thing about that. Long time ago, when we were actually like studying philosophy. Uh, my thought was sort of like everything. Everything that has happened couldn't have happened any other way. I think that was like what my thought was. Like, there's no what is way. That, uh, like predetermination or uh... no, because it like in the moment, spontaneity and chance and and shit exists. But once something happens, it couldn't so have happened. So it's any not. Other way. It's it's not like reality was written from day one. It's constantly. But, but being the written. way it played out is the only way it could have because it's the only way that it did. Yeah. 
There's that's, no such thing yeah. as, I mean, there is such thing as potential going into the future, yeah. but there was no such thing as, oh, if only I did that differently because you didn't. No. Yeah, you okay. didn't. And then you just like, there's no alternate reality that it did. You know what I mean? I guess. I mean, hypothetically not, you know, because I guess there are alternate realities according to some people and I don't want to really get into that. But uh, yeah, everything as we said that, before, I don't know enough about that. Yeah, too. no. <laughs> everything that did happen, though, like like it happened because it couldn't happen any other way. Like there's no, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's kind of a complex and loaded thing to ask somebody like that because who really fucking knows but that's kind of what i feel like maybe the words aren't expressed as clearly as they could be but so you think if you go back in time and you like if you go back in time everything that has happened up to that point is erased and you actually go back to you in that instant so that is back to the future it's kind of convoluted i guess that is back to the you know what i mean yeah. yeah so if you go back and like break a vase on accident it's not like that vase was already broken in the past and you had done it before. Like you're kind of changing something. Essentially. No, because like that for me, it feels like when you explain it that way, there are two alternate realities that are playing out at the same time. Where, one where you didn't break the vase and one where you did break. The right. Vase. Mine is like, no, like there's no there's no moment where it forks. Like here's the vase. Here's the reality where it's broken. Here's the reality where it's not. If we're talking about time travel in the dimension or whatever that we exist in, and this is why I don't want to talk about this because we sound ridiculous. Uh, I'm just trying to find like because 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 it is. A science science fiction thing, but we again we don't know shit about. There's at least two different ways to do it, judging by the Back to the Future versus the Harry Potter. Well, anyway, I just feel like if we're able to go back in time, we're living in an existence in a reality that is subject to chance and and stuff and spontaneity does exist. It's not predetermined. It is determined, but not predetermined. Like not before anything has happened already. But if we're going back in time, everything that has happened actually does cease to exist and we go back into a moment where there again there's no fork in the road like there isn't a moment where we fork off and this happens like existent like everybody else goes back in time too you know what i mean yeah interesting not one person can do it that's my that's i don't know i i know that scientifically there's a way to prove i guess that you can actually do that but i don't think it's possible without you know what i mean like and then there's but the, then there's alternate realities, and this is where it gets retarded. Like there's honestly the Doctor Who version too, where mm-hmm. you can't, where you can go back, and some things like breaking a vase don't right. have a butterfly effect, where it's gonna change a bunch of other shit. You can't yeah. just be like, oh, that's ha- that's different, and that didn't affect anybody, so whatever. Yeah. But there's also fixed points in time where you can where, go like, back. Critical and, moments actually do. Where if you kill a butterfly, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. But if you kill Hitler's butterfly, and that's what makes him super angry and yeah. kill a bunch of people, it then it, then then that can't yeah. ever be I changed. Don't know. So you we don't know i don't know i like to think i like to think of it simplistically and in terms of like realism that like the stuff we can't see doesn't exist i guess like so in the in that same example if you went back and killed hitler would you be then starting a new reality where there is no world war ii uh, to, to to sound ignorant and simple at the same time there is no other reality like it that becomes the reality the only reality like part part two is if you could go back in time uh-huh. just just to experience something what would you go do Oh, shit. One thing. Uh, you know, I don't know. This is a good question. I have thought about this a lot. I I would see a Led Zeppelin show in 1971. No, that's, I don't know. I would want to, like, am, do I have to go participate in no. this? So you just like, witness it. Like, I can just chill and watch it? You just witness Dog, it. Dog, it would probably be some, like, epic war, like, Greek or fucking, like, you know, like, some battle that was fucking. <laughs> the battle that 300 is based maybe, off of? Maybe, yeah. Like, you're just, just watching like, on a mountain somewhere? Gang of Persians <laughs> fucking fighting these little guys in a mountain pass, like, this small amount of people. I would just want to go back and w- experience some fucking ancient warfare without guns and fucking they just got spears and shields and they're fucking just duking it out yeah like some every, medieval fight everything's one on one and yeah. people just stabbing something and fucking slicing. Right. or an atomic bomb being detonated I'd want to watch that I don't know why 
If you but, can't, if you're not uh, affected at all, and yeah, you're no, just like and in I a can little just bubble, experience it without having to actually like you know, you that know, would be crazy. have consequences. That's the thing. Anytime they show it, it's just oh it's a big God. flash, it's and then it's already terrifying. a mushroom. No, and what's crazy about it is if you watch the videos of when they tested in like Bikini Atoll, dude, there's one video where it's just like they look like they're like three miles away, and the bomb goes boom, and like you see it explode, and then you hear it, and then all of a sudden this big old fucking wave comes and just like fucking fucks everything There's up. There's that picture like, of the mushroom cloud in the water and they put a bunch of ships and the, fa- the, the, the water's fucking ten times higher than the boats are. Like, But they put a bunch of fake ships oh just to see what it would do and in the stream of the mushroom cloud, ships are going up. Yeah, like, it's, dude, up it's the insane. geyser it's in the ocean. It's so terrifying to watch. Like, it just it gives me the fucking... And that was 60 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Imagine like, what we, we can do now. We, you know what I strong... I, I think really though, that was what we put all of our effort and genius into. Like, It's uh, like getting to the moon. Like, we... Like, like we could get to the moon any time we wanted to again, but uh-huh. we just realized it's not worth all our that trouble. ability to communicate has only improved since then. But our ability to blow shit up probably hasn't really budged at all. Like, no, I feel probably, like that was the first thing we figured out how to do was be destructive and, and throw these two fucking energy particles together and fucking make a bomb like that, that. Making a bomb bigger than that. I feel like the technology really doesn't change that much. Like, I think we just figured that shit out first. Like, and we're just I like, f- that's I, what we're doing. I feel like we keep figuring out better ways, ways to kill ourselves. Yeah. But like on a destructive scale yeah, yeah, or yeah. Oh my God. When people say like, oh, this new atomic bomb, it's like four Hiroshima's. But like, that's what I mean. All they've done is just figured out how to make it bigger. Like yeah. it's still the same technology though. Yeah. Like, you know okay, what I mean? So Maybe you mean, new methods so you have mean been applied. Absolute, absolute destruction. Yeah. Can't get any more absolute than absolute destruction. Well, or our can, ability to cause it. Like, well, now they invent stuff that doesn't totally ruin the the landscape. Where it's, but the lives though. <laughs> they can, well, I mean, that's what I mean. They, they just vaporize. They, or they invent... Uh, uh-huh you know viruses and there's like kill yeah. off the people but l- you leave the buildings in the town yeah dude oh my god that shit is just it's frightening to think about our ability to fucking ruin people's fucking existence our Oof. own existence it's just like goddamn. the videos of bombs exploding are really fucking some people love them too. shake me to the core i can't stop from watching them sometimes it's just like i'm so scared of them but i keep watching them but i would want to go back in time and see something like that anytime they show like some testing yeah. of like oh this is what america just or, built and there's or, a bunch of dudes yeah. like Hell yeah! In the comment section. You know, if I was being honest with you, I'd probably be satisfied with any major catastrophic event in history, like of the biggest like catastrophes we've ever had. Want to like, see the Hindenburg? No, that's not a major catastrophe. I mean, that's a that's a major tech, c- c- a catastrophe in its own. But I'm talking like fucking. I want to see the stuff. You know, the eruption of Krakatoa, like you know, Pompeii just being <laughs> you flooded. Keep, with, you keep saying Krakatoa. What do I mean? I don't know what you. Vesuvius. You mean Vesuvius, Vesuvius yeah. and I don't know well, what that too. Is. Krakatoa is the other one. It's a fucking what's volcano that exploded though? in like 97 BC or 97. AD like like what did like, it actually affect though dude it like wiped out like a third of the population like you know I would want to just see this major event I only know it as uh, as um, the alter ego of Squidward in that one episode Krakatoa <laughs> where he becomes no. like volcano man uh, yeah no or like Vesuvius getting fl- or Pompeii getting flooded from so Vesuvius it like was in lava. Indonesia in 1883 right. yeah well look at like all the things like leading up to it so like volcano it killed, it killed 36,000 people but which, back then which which is a lot of people back then but it, yeah. now considering that like a billion people live in Indonesia yeah. you, that's kind of funny no well where where is it it was like preceded by like a fucking like 8.7 earthquake like a giant earthquake well they include all that too yeah. including the tsunamis and the uh, yeah destroying oh over two-thirds of the island oh, dude wow. right and at all i want to all i want to see is something like that like because anytime you see stuff as sick as you, that sounds okay okay I, like since you're gonna say battles you know what i want to see what um sick naval battles 
Oh, like like bat like, badass like ships back like in the day. Cannons, yeah, ca- like wood, <laughs> wooden ships with like old cannonball cannons, like lead cannons. Yeah, dude, or or like a major earthquake. Like, have you seen videos of like the San Francisco Bridge or an earthquake, and it's just fucking like? I do kind of want to see that because they never yeah. have, they never show an earthquake as it's happening, and it's always just like because you never know when they're gonna fucking happen. They and just fucking just bam. And if someone's on the ground when it happens, they're it's all shaky. Well, so uh-huh. I want to see what an earthquake looks like from like helicopter view. Right. I feel like it'd be cool because the yeah. only times we've seen it are like in sci-fi movies where I get so scared thinking about earthquakes I'm like oh shit dude earthquakes it's like when I when I was young what was that movie 2012 remember 2012 yeah where fucking the San Andreas fault just basically just goes did you watch San Andreas no, I didn't see it oh I saw San Andreas you saw San no. Andreas I saw 2012 okay. I didn't see San Andreas but so I, I, you San didn't see Andre- the rock killing people but no. you saw John Cusack's song and seen the whole uh, concept about like the mantle of the earth like melting and like shifting because the temperature got too hot or too cold or whatever yeah I don't know how, yeah that was weird how global warming somehow caused like massive earthquakes yeah, I don't know. I got the day after tomorrow where like it, it just became a huge over, and it like, became like a huge flood and stuff, but yeah. I didn't really get how you suddenly got an earthquake with Oh my god. Warming. Yeah, I'd want to go see like natural disaster like just you just, you know, just experience that moment in time and all the fucking shit that happens like cuz it obviously takes like more than, you know, Ooh. an hour or a second to witness it, but if we're really bending the rules and I want to go on like some million year scale, I want to see the asteroid that hit Earth. Yes, that's like them. another a major event like that, dude. I would love to see that. And just see the power and the destruction and all that shit just happened that you just don't ever see again. Like, And apparently they say if asteroids are big enough, they'll just obliterate planets before they're just, even created. Yeah. So any planet that has a bunch of moons, it just took a bunch of like you know, death-defying hits from giant meteors, made a moon, but the planet survived. So if you've got like eight moons, you've been through some shit. Earth hasn't been through anything. We only have one. We have one moon. <laughs> Fuck, that's scary, dude. Don't say that. <laughs> I know shit happens on a cosmological scale, so that means it may not happen for another like 78,000 years, but... It's not, it's not going to be an asteroid. It's going to be a solar flare. It's going to be something really boring that like just obliterates our... Uh, it, like it, that? It, it incinerates our atmosphere, and we all just burn to a crisp immediately. Just die. <laughs> just, uh, but the planet stays here. It would burn too, but it would it would stay. It would but still it would, be. It yeah. would be uninhabitable for yeah. probably a few million years. A few billion years, maybe. A few million years. It, it would go that quickly. Man, time time is insane. Okay, you know, we're getting way that, too off topic no. about talking about stupid shit like this. It's we so sound cool. ridiculous. No, it's great. What are you talking about? We sound like dorks. Why? We sound like like fucking know it alls. Is what we sound like. Why? Because we're trying to talk about shit we have no idea. And you know how I'm referencing it from movies. What? Oh, that's true. <laughs> so I don't know. They don't know what they're talking about either. I'm not trying to bring facts into this. I'm oh just trying to bring God. things that we know about because of media. So your time travel question to me was is uh. What do, how do I think of it and where would I go? Yeah. I definitely just want to see something intense and exciting and catastrophic. But anyway. Uh, a lot of death and destruction. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. That's this guy's on a cup of tea. Global scale. <laughs> it's, not, it's not my cup of tea. It's just like. You I want to see the plague. That's, it's, that, it's literally as extreme as something can get. Show you know me the I mean? first rat that got the plague. I don't want to see like the World Trade Center fall down. Although, maybe, well, no, there's no. video of that. We can watch that. Not like I want to see it fall down, but just like to have like witnessed it. Like, you know what I mean? Just like, holy shit. Uh, but uh, that's anyway. what I mean by the Hindenburg. You see like this black and white grainy shit. Imagine what it looked like in real life, like as it happened. I'm not sure how this next one's going to go down, bro. So we're going to have to just wade through it. But obviously, you know who Slipknot is. I'm scared now. And you know who Nickelback is. Oh, God. What do you know about these two bands? Slipknot uh, wears weird masks. Right. And there's like nine dudes in the band. Right. And they play some... It Like, I don't know what you would call it back... Like, I don't know what you would call it now. Because back then, it was just metal. 
You know, like now we've got all these subgenre names for metal. Like, what would you call it? like sludge, grimy metal or something? I don't know. What Thrash you metal it. and speed metal and death metal and black metal and new metal with new the metal U. and <laughs> gray metal and blue metal and. Anyway, so I'm not sure what I would call it, but it's weird, and their fans are weird, and it seems a little mm-hmm. scary. It seems a little intimidating. And then Christian rock, no, Nick, Nickelback <laughs> is pretty much the opposite. They're the exact opposite. They're Canadian. Like, they're just Canadian guys. <laughs> My take on it was that Slip and, Slipknot has a dedicated fan base of teenage weirdos and grown ass guys that still wear band T-shirts. They're like Juggalos, but pretty not much, quite as weird. But not quite as weird. They don't. And they don't just don't paint their face. Nickelback though isn't much better in that their fan base is largely like what I feel like is like soccer moms and dads wearing dress shirts and sandals at the same time. If you would ask like who's your favorite band how many people would come back with oh Nickelback my favorite but for some I feel like a bunch of people or not a bunch of people but enough people would be like Slipknot's my favorite band for some reason anyone would say Nickelback's they've had some resilience selling records apparently and they're you know despite what I feel like is the most loathed band in the world they're they're the punchline of Of like so of the music industry They've you, done okay for themselves. You can only be a punchline if everyone right. knows who you are. <laughs> well, back in the day, uh, these two bands used to be on the same lab- label. And when I came across oh, this really? article, oh. I had to like dig deep. I had to like go <laughs> to like several articles. This feud hasn't been going on for a minute. It's been going on for years. As far as I can tell, fucking 15 years that these two have been at each other's throats. And I guess like way back in the day, uh, the label that they were on uh, wouldn't give Slipknot as much play. Like, can you can you think of a Slipknot song you've ever heard on the radio? Duality. That was about it. Oh, really? Okay. I have never heard a Slipknot song I on the radio that I can't think of it in I my head. Of. But you know what I still can't think of? Mm-hmm. Never made her as a wise man. Exactly. That's my point. <laughs> and they were on the same label, and the label gave Nickelback way more play because they had a more appealing because well, yeah, no one's Because no one's going to call when they hear uh, Nickelback on the radio and be like, I don't like what I just listened to. Yeah. But I'm sure a bunch of people would be like, what is this on the radio if they heard Slipknot. So I guess this all started when the front man of Slipknot <laughs> was in an interview in 2002. Is that the guy in the mask or is that the other guy? Corey in the mask? Taylor, the guy who also does Stone Sour. And if you know Stone Sour, I don't know Stone Sour either. Uh, in a 2002 interview, expressed his dissatisfaction with Nickelback's success uh, because he was pretty keen on the fact that it was an image related issue and that the MTV wouldn't touch Slipknot because... Uh, because of their image because oh, the way why? they look because you're wearing zippered up leather masks and some they just look pretty hellish and shit you know what I mean <laughs> so as fuck. he was really pissed about that so he goes on the record to say that Nickelback was a bunch of pretty boys and that the main guy looks like Shaggy from Scooby Doo the main guy <laughs> Nickelback right so this is Chad, how Chad Kroger yeah Chad Kroger looks like Shaggy from Scooby Doo so this is how this is how what I thought was a hilarious fucking 15 minutes of me looking at different articles got started uh so it gets back to the guy from Nickelback and there's an interview with him where he sort of retaliates by saying that, you know, Slipknot's music is a gimmick and uh, Nickelback has sold millions of records without having to put on masks and all this <laughs> shit. And it's like, he's like, music should be pure. It shouldn't come with a gimmick. And I'm paraphrasing here. But uh, he says that like, the, you know, the, uh, the basis of it, uh, the basis of Slipknot's experience is like based on their image and not so much their music. Yeah. He called them dummies and masks. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he refers to him. And then he goes on to also insist that the the front man of Slipknot's side project, Stone Sour, is like Nickelback Light. 
like a light version of Nickelback. Be like the ultimate insult to somebody who's been shitting on you for last week is to come back and say your side bracket is just like a pussier like, version of yeah, Arvin. You sound like us, but softer. <laughs> so he comes back and says this, and uh, he uh, recently was in an article. I didn't like. There wasn't a lot of like logistics between what happened between them. I'm just I'm just assuming that they hate each other. Keep in mind these are two grown ass white guys, so it's like this isn't really going to amount to. They're far past their prime in terms of like, like being musical on the radio. relevance. You know what I mean? <laughs> like and uh dude but keep in mind it's just two grown-ass white men one of them who is canadian they're not gonna do anything like, both gonna, are probably millionaires too yeah they're gonna talk some serious <laughs> shit to each other and then they're not gonna they're never gonna come to blows they're never gonna fucking fight well he was recently in an article and uh he said that nickelback and this is where i got interested because i read this article that said nickelback's frontman chad kroger says they make extremely diverse music <laughs> extremely diverse Extreme. So he's defending Nickelback as not being pop. They're super deep. We're diverse. We're seriously diverse. And then he went on to say that he can't think of another band that's as as diverse as they are. <laughs> not only does he say that they're diverse, he doubles down by saying no one is, no one else is as diverse as we are. We're Nickelback, bitch. We are the sound of the future. Uh, he says that. So people are sleeping on Nickelback, is what he's saying. Yeah. If you're not aware, you're just you're, we're woke. We're PC. We've been woke. We stay woke. Uh, he says that this doesn't come from a place of pride or ego. Oh, of course not. But how anybody, if he was honest with himself, how anybody would think that was pride or ego is got their head in the sand, like because Nickelback is easily one of the most fucking hated bands ever and the front man of Slipknot understands this and he says he he followed up to this response most recently saying that he uh he says he recognizes Nickelback's success although he doesn't understand it he recognizes it and uh he even said himself that Nickelback is like one of the most hated bands in the world I don't need to say anything like he went he went online to look at fucking this article and then started looking at comments on the article and I guess people were fucking coming to bat uh, against Nickelback and saying yeah. that they were shit. These guys suck. These yeah. guys suck. And so he like took this to the record and was like, I don't need to say anything. Like everyone else is saying it already. I mean, you're gonna have uh, it's like like N- Slipknot's fan base is very niche. It's small, but it's strong. Yeah. And Nickelback's fan base probably isn't very strong, but it casts a wide net. But they're absolutely right in that when more people hear Slipknot just the name of it they'd be like ah oh. but when they hear Nickelback they think of all the jokes that they've heard all over the, the years <laughs> so then the front man of Slipknot Corey Taylor doubles down <laughs> with a hypothetical retort right he says that this is a quote a direct quote I've been voted sexiest man in rock wearing a mask you've been voted ugliest man in rock twice without one stick that up your ass I'm cool with everybody else in the band except for foot for a face <laughs> Like a twelve-year-old girl, like like just really just killing it on the insult game. This is the strongest insult I've heard in years. And then he so- finally finally sticks a nail in the coffin by saying he should go curl up in bed with his Hello Kitty Hello Kitty pillow and shut up. So my so, jaw was agape. So Chad Kroger of Nickelback goes for music and um, like kind of like presentation on stage this guy just goes for you're ugly you're lame go cry about it the heaviest metal band in the world's front man comes back with the most childish of insults like <laughs> way to go horse face <laughs> way to go foot for a face like that's not even clever like it's just not i'm cool with everyone in the band but foot for a face like he could have just called him dickhead or <laughs> s- fucking stupid jack off over yeah here. but he went for face like a foot excuse like, me once again he- which is even less it, it like 
ordinary or which again or is really funny original. coming from a guy who yeah. made a living with a bag on his head so like. f- so <laughs> he finally wraps this all up and clears he's up still the, not done yet no he's not done he he seriously he went for the kill and this is the fucking the finishing move right here. i thought i just heard the finishing move no that was the that was what got him to the finish oh god right? this is the fatality right here he fucking said while he was festering about all this shit on the on this interview, he said, "Listen carefully, because what I'm gonna say is about to blow your mind. Chad Kroger is to rock what KFC is to chicken." Oh, I, I did hear this on on the Levitar show like immediately after you texted. <laughs> Chad Kroger is to rock what KFC is to chicken. <laughs> I hope he means extremely greasy and makes you sick to your stomach because that's what it feels like to me. Like, <sighs> I think he means the uh, the theory that KFC had to start going by KFC because they couldn't call themselves chicken anymore. <laughs> so I think he's essentially saying they're a rock band that isn't even rock anymore. It's Was this just... Levitard's take on it? No, no. no I've, I, I, that's actually an American yeah. Gods. Oh, really? Yeah, that little factoid. Nickelback? They're shitting on Nickelback? No, American Gods no. Too? The KFC did not read real chicken line. Oh, my God. What do you think of that, man? Are you kidding me? That's, um... These dudes are so irrelevant today. Yeah, um... They're I beefing mean, on shit that happened 15 years ago. In the way that apparently some, men. some celebrities uh, will have fake uh, relationships yeah. in order to, like, make each other seem relevant for about two weeks. Sure. Do you think there's a chance that this... Well, you did say this has been going on for 15 years. So it's exactly. Not, it's not like two guys are like, hey, let's have a public spat to no. drum up some attention for ourselves. These are two men that don't know how to let anything go. <laughs> That's why they'll never retire. Slipknot will be making music when they're fucking until they're dead. And Nickelback will be playing elevator jams. In fucking thirty years. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Like, like, and at I, casinos and shit. As I said, like, <clears throat> how many people, if you ask them to name their favorite band, are coming back with Nickelback? And it reminds me of, reminds me of Train. Like, how many people would tell you, like, oh my man, god, that's Train ex- would be that's my a, f- that's probably the American <laughs> equivalent. Is Train? Train is also a terrible band. <laughs> I went to the, has uh, experienced some unexplainable success. I went to the Home Run Derby when it was in Anaheim uh, Angel, they Angel played Stadium. That like, all Angel song. No, like yeah, for about yeah, like six or seven years ago, and uh, the 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 halftime or whatever, just mm-hmm. intermission entertainment was fucking Train, and I've never seen so many people bored in hmm. that stadium. And baseball's played in that stadium, and I've never seen people more bored. That's awesome. And watching fucking train. Oh, so that is that. That's my big contribution. And that's, that's what Nickelback is. Yes. To to what we brought today, I am proud of the fact that that didn't fall flat on its face. I am very relieved because I was feeling a little worried there. But it doesn't. It now that I've said it out loud, it doesn't sound that ridiculous. It actually is pretty funny. <laughs> what the fact that <laughs> these two idiots are fucking beefing together, and that like we care about it. I don't care about it. I just find it hilarious. I didn't. I don't really like either of these bands. Although I did have that Nickelback album that had those like two singles on it. Speaking of albums, do you remember the Slipknot album Iowa with a goat on it? It had like a goat's like dead face, right? It was like yeah. maggots and shit on it. Like to to say that man Nickelback only got famous because they got more radio play. When you've got like a goat with maggots on its face on your album, like you kind of got to know what you well, what you're getting. That's here. really funny because this actually comes into something I had written down but really didn't want to talk about. So did you see what the two little hold on, hold on, hold on, just to wrap this up. This is how you remind me. Released August 21st, 2001. We're talking about dudes who are 16 years removed from like the height of relevance. 16 years. Yeah. 
It's a long time ago. Yeah, and they were old then. I feel like Nickelback was. That guy was like 35 then. Do you still do that math where you think like, oh, the early 90s? That was like 10 years ago. No. Well, maybe. You know, I don't ever think like, oh, the early 90s anymore. Like, they were all that great. Now I see like old TV shows and shit because of Netflix and Hulu. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Just to realize, though, that that's like now 25 years old. The 90s were awful. (laughs) (laughs) They look a lot like the 80s. (laughs) Yeah, like terrible and bad. And just everyone looked really bad and ugly. Like (laughs) Such loose fitting clothes uh, with like really bright colors. Ugly colors. Like, just, ugh. Watch the Power Rangers and not just the colors that they're wearing. Watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The colors that they, like the clothes they wear when they're not the power rangers like gang of clips in their hair and shit and just like really just hokey like corny shit everyone in den in light denim and overalls which is essentially what bobby still wears he's proud of his overalls dude i would leave it alone but here we are talking about people we know we gotta stop doing that you know it's bobby though i know but bobby will be back on when we do an sja which we should do soon but that brought me to something interesting and you mentioned it again the two gender sisters the little ones yeah right they release these lines of t-shirts that were like famous album covers or famous musician photos and then superimposed like their image over them. So literally did no work. Uh, to put it lightly, <laughs> yes. And then charge $125 for them. Uh, they did this to like Pink Floyd, The Doors, Tupac and Biggie and you know, everyone's getting really pissed that they're like doing this because it's like, first of all, it's just super unoriginal. Second of all, like wh- what's going on? And then it led me to ask on the point that you just made. like, Are they really $120? 125 uh, is doing things in the name of art or fashion just an excuse to be offensive? Um, a lot of people use it that way. Yeah, you know what I mean. Doesn't that just what it feels? But when I feel you like see th- fashion. I mean, you're just like you're just. This clearly just, isn't. This clearly isn't a thing of like. Did you ever see into the uh, or exit through the gift shop? Yeah, the Banksy documentary. How it basically ended with this guy making a million dollars in a day because he just spray painted shit on something everyone had already done and yeah. just kind of made money that way yeah that's essentially what they're doing they're using their fame to just not do art and not do fashion and just make t-shirts and charge it 125 bucks for them i just thought that was an interesting little tidbit to what tied in to what you just said um anyway wow we actually what are we uh, done we're good on time dude yeah that's fine you uh you're down to wrap it up yeah this is pretty good for not uh having anything prepared whatsoever what's the latest beyonce news She's got twins, right? We already said that. Did we? Oh, that's right. The day I deleted my Twitter, Beyonce had her kids. There's really nothing new happened. No. Uh, it gets us ratings. It gets us people watching Just it. Naming Beyonce. Hashtag Beyonce. Yep. I can put it in there now and not be lying. We it's like about, a disclaimer. We talked about Beyonce. I, yeah. Here we did. We talked about it. And you know what comes next? Poop skidoo. He's still doing it. Why is he still doing it? Oh, yeah. Why are you still doing it? Luckily, the last, like, 15 seconds of these usually get cut off anyway. No one listens through the whole thing anyway.